I'm just going to invite uh, Dan Potter um, forward now to give us an overview of what's to come. So thanks, Dan. Thank you, Wayne. Hi, everyone. Um, so, yep, I'm Dan and part of the uh, leadership team here. Um, so welcome to Vision Sunday. Yeah, it's great to have a, a packed house as well. And it's an absolute pleasure to be part of today because my role is going to be to introduce um, the session and give some context and purpose to it. Um, and along with the entire leadership team, we are really hopeful that you'll find this a useful and an encouraging session. If you look up at this, this image here, you're going to see a picture of our immediate community. Um, at the top there, you'll see the Blackwood uh, shopping district. But beyond that are many uh, suburbs that we're all connected to. And in fact, the hills itself is, is connected far beyond this. But We've put this picture up to really set the tone here, that we are a church of huge reach and awesome, awesome potential. So why Vision Sunday? So what's this all about? Um, as a leadership team, uh, we've been meeting and praying and seeking the Lord to speak into the direction of the hills. And um, so today is all about where we feel that the Lord is calling us. You know, we could just decide to sit back and, and maintain the status quo as a church. And um, you know and we know that we're actually called for a high purpose. In the past six months in the lead up to Sam's appointment, um, we've heard from a lot of you um, in great ways of words of encouragement, written letters, uh, emails, and just good honest feedback about the heart that you have for this place. And it's really encouraging. But if I could summarise three main themes that we've sort of picked up, I hope these resonate. The first one is that there's a desire for the body to continue operating as a body, individually being able to express our unique gifts and see the fruit of the spirit at the work in the body corporate. Secondly, there's a longing for deeper connection and relationships within the church whether that's across generations um, or different demographics, we want to feel that we truly belong as a family here. And thirdly, and probably the one that's the loudest and certainly resonates with me, that there's a hunger to outreach and make an actual difference in this community. Um, there are literally today tens of thousands of people within our reach who, who need a saviour, whether that's um, a relationship frustration or pain that they're facing financially or just emotionally, they need, the, they need to know who Jesus is. And um, the question for us is, what are we going to do about it? So today is an opportunity to paint a picture, um, to have a united goal for outworking our purpose as a local church. In fact, if I asked each of you to describe your version of what an ideal local church is, I suspect I'd get a different answer slightly from everyone. So I need to be upfront that it's not going to be our, well, it's not going to be possible for us to be able to uh, meet everyone's need. Um, nor could we probably. But I hope, though, um, our hope is that in the context of our unique culture at Hills, especially. In an, and in a movement um, that will be able to work to, a great, to create an environment that all can fully support and get behind. Um, and we're really excited to be part of that. Finally, um, a vision is not much good without some strategy and action to put in place. So 
Um, we're going to be presenting today a first look at some of the high-level stuff that we want to see in 2019 and beyond, and also some clear actions and steps for us to carry forward. So, in terms of the order of presentations, we're going to have first up David Rax, um, who's going to share the history of the Hills Christian Family Centre, and it's really important that we recognise who we are as a church and build on our strengths. Um, we have a really rich heritage here that we want to celebrate. Then I'm going to invite Wayne um, to come up and share about the identity of the CFC Church and how um, specifically our vision and mission will work here. And then we're going to hear from our new Pastor Sam um, to unpack the vision of the hills, specifically including a picture of where we are and a framework for actually moving forward. Finally, and probably most importantly, there's going to be an opportunity for everyone to feed back into this. This is not a top-down um, presentation. In fact, um, the scripture has already done the heavy lifting for us in terms of what the church should look like, and we want to align with that the best we can. But you might have some feedback that you can put into us um, to help us sharpen that picture for the vision of the church. So we're looking forward to, at the end of the service, an opportunity for everyone to actually be able to contribute some feedback in a formal way. So keep that in mind as we present. So does that sound okay? Great. Okay, so I'm going to hand over to Dave now. Good morning. <clears throat> it's a bit of a... I'm going to give a bit of a synopsis of our history, and our history, as, as Dan's already said, is a very rich history, and there's a lot to say, and to condense it into a few minutes is going to be a little bit difficult, but I'll try and put some words to it, because we, we are a diverse church, we've come from a, a long way. In fact, if no one knows, next week would be our 21st birthday, so we've basically come of age for a church, if, if you want to think of it that way, um, but probably a little bit longer ago, probably 22 years plus more, Pastor David Smythe had a vision and his vision was for planting this church here in Blackwood. And uh, David then um, picked up a number of people from Seton and actually planted the church here. In fact, uh, the original leadership team's still here, which was David Smythe, Trevor Pillar and myself. But there was a whole group of people, which was 60 to 70 people that came up here to birth the church. Now, I'm gonna ask firstly, how many from that original group are still here? And me. Quite a few still. But I'm going to now divert, because at about the same time, I think maybe a little bit earlier, uh, the valley was actually also birthed, which was, I think, probably the year before. But that's just... Now, a number of years ago, those that church closed and a lot of the people came over here. So that's part of our history is that the valley joined with the hills and we all became the hills. But, so how many people were originally in the valley that are here? So I reckon there's a few here, fantastic. And then over the years, we picked up a lot of people. So four years after we, we first started meeting in the... Um, primary school across the road there, the Blackwood Primary School and the gymnasium there. So how many people here came to that church there in the, in the, in the, uh, that came as in the first people for that church, that part of the church? So there's quite a few. All right. And so from then on, we picked up a lot of people along the way. Um,
So in 21 years, and I'm going to read out a few things here and not be exhaustive, and I've got a few pictures as well. Yeah, you can do that. That might be good, easier. So over 21 years, we've had births, deaths, marriages, um, as well as baptisms. In fact, in one baptism service, uh, I think we had more than 20 people being baptised. So we've had a lot of them. We've had a lot of salvations over the years, and that's what we're here for, to save people, to bring people to Christ. Uh, we've run one in ten. We've run playgroups. We've run children's church. We've done mid-teens. We've done youth groups. Not working? No. There's a good picture there. That's, that's us in the community. Um, we've done connect groups, we've done interest groups, sausage sizzles, we've marriage parenting and uh, marriage preparation courses, leadership days, marriage days, camps, there's amazing camps that we've had over the years, picnics, tennis days, uh, we've helped the community in many ways, we've helped our own church members in many ways as well. Um, we've had a lot of lunches and uh, we've had a lot of other things, you know, Christmas boxes, hampers of hope. We've done a lot over the years. So um, everyone here has been involved in some way within this church. So, um, so the question is, what actually attracted you to this church? And these are rhetorical questions. So what actually attracted you there? Is it the Bible-based teaching? Is it the fellowship? Is it... Our family? Is it because we're genuine? Is it our community? So what we're trying to do from 2019 is get back to roots, get back to our church. That's a great photo of uh, Trevor. That was one of the camps up in uh, Port Hughes. And one of the Cafe Christmas that we did a number of years ago. The camp. We took down a tree that day. That was an amazing job. Another baptism. The choir. And that's it. Wayne. Right, wasn't it fantastic? Um, and particularly you see those baptisms as well. Um, yeah, I think that's what I find the most, most moving. Um, now, I wanted to... Um, talk broadly about what I think is actually God's vision for his church, including his church here in the hills. So um, we, I think as a leadership or as a church, don't have to do a lot of heavy lifting to actually understand what God's vision is for his church. I think it's really clear in the scriptures and I um, just wanted to share, I think, what just, just three scriptures actually say to us about what God's vision is for his church. So we'll bring them up now. Um, three scriptures, um, three key functions. The first one is, is looking in Acts 2, the model set down by the early church, which was really about um, being a biblically functioning Christian community. Um, that then wholeheartedly works out uh, Jesus' great commandment and great commission. So Jesus really sets it out for us in those two verses in Matthew. Uh, the first one from Matthew 22, um, when Jesus is asked actually which is the most important commandment, he shares the first two there. Sam spoke about this last week as well as it turns out, which he pretty much summarised in that sentence there. It's really about loving God and loving people. 
Uh, and then when we move on to Jesus, when he speaks about the Great Commission um, in Matthew 28, it's about making disciples. Um, I think this is a fantastic vision. This, um, I'm bold enough to say I reckon this is God's vision for his church. It's his vision for our church and it's also the vision that the CFC churches as a whole have adopted as well. So um, I think that's fantastic, a good vision to sort of fall in under. Um, and we'll talk more specifically as we go on today about how we actually outwork that in a strategy sense here within our particular context. Um, so I wanted to move on to the next one now, which is really talking about our mission. It's what do we do? Um, and just going through probably four key things that we're on about here, um, particularly fundamentally, actually attracting people to Jesus Christ, then incorporating them into church life, um, developing people into Christ-like maturity, and why? Uh, and that's what the fourth point's really about. It's actually empowering people to be fully devoted followers of Jesus, um, and then actually having a meaningful ministry, I think, not only within this church, as we see people um, performing as parts of the body within this church, but I like the last bits actually saying, and a life of mission in his world. So that really speaks to the fact that um, as we attract, incorporate, equip people um, to be active within this church, but also to actually have a life of mission and impact across all they do, not just what they do within this church family. Um, and this is actually the Christian Family Centre Church's mission, which could be summarised in those three words at the bottom of the slide there about attract, connect and equip. So, um, And this is my last slide and then I'll, I'll hand over um, as well. So what I want to say... Um, if I look back, even over this last six months, whilst we've been in a time of transition, um, it's great to see the unique gifts within this community that have actually been at work, as have been over the entire history of this church, as, as David sort of covered on as well. Um, it has been wonderful at a time, when, of, I think, of greatest need when we're actually looking to maintain momentum uh, and continue to build on the foundations that have been laid out. People have stepped up. I've seen ministries that have just gone uh, to further flourish and we, we look at the, the prayer meet ministry that's just going from strength to strength. Um, we see connect groups, the, the joy group that we spoke about in recent times, our welcoming ministry that's really starting to be quite effective as well I think. Um, even in the, some of the practical things in terms of our um, setup team as well, people have risen up um, continue to, to, to sow their lives into even that ministry as well. Uh, recently uh, restarted the, the missions team and I'm you know, really looking and expecting great things from that team as we get a greater connection to, to missions as well. So um, we're really excited to be at this point in the church's history and really see today as sort of setting out how do we maintain the momentum and just keep going from strength to strength to actually achieve God's purposes in this place and through this church. So I shall hand over now to Sam. Thank you, Sam. Hi, guys. How good was that? How wonderful is it to just look back at who we are as a church and just think of the wonderful, rich heritage, uh, the values that are, are part of who we are. Um, 
And thanks to uh, Wayne and, and Dave and, and Dan for, for inputting as well. And I just want to just take this moment quickly just to honour these guys and their families. They have put in a lot of work and a lot of hours uh, into leading this church. And, and they do it out of a love for Jesus and a love for wanting to see the church grow and wanting to see you guys uh, grow. And so they are amazing uh, people and they put in an amazing amount of time. So thank you guys. It's an honour to work with them and uh, that they're great friends as well as being incredibly uh, wonderful in what they do. So it's awesome just to look back at who we are, at our identity as a church, what makes us tick, uh, the authentic relationships that we have, the genuine faith, the desire to have a family feel and a connection. In fact, that was the thing that drew Joe and I to this church. Uh, we've been part of many churches and, and uh, ministering in, in many wide uh, places. And one thing that just struck us when we walked into this place was that the people loved and cared for us. They wanted us to be part of the family. And that is such an important part of, of who we are that the guys shared about. And so my part is to talk about we have come from this who we are. What does it mean to move into the future? And the first thing I want to say is that we don't want our culture to change. We don't want to change who we are. Who we are is rich, who we are is important, and who we are is the strength of this church. We want to build on who we are as a church, as Wayne said, from strength to strength. And so Dan said, we've been listening, uh, we've been thinking about what it means locally to actually outwork this vision and mission that Wayne talked about, uh, a vision to be uh, a church that outworks the Great Commandment and the Great Commission, and the mission to actually go and, and reach and to, uh, to equip and, and to get people into the body. So... We believe, sorry, <laughs> we believe God is calling us, his body, to be a healthy, fully functioning church, reflecting his character and impacting our community. To be a fully functioning, healthy church, reflecting his character and impacting his community. What does a fully functioning church look like? What is church? Well, it's already been said this morning that the church is the people. The church is not a building. The church is not a location. Uh, the word, uh, the Greek word ecclesia is uh, an assembly. It is the calling out of the people. We are a called body with many members of Christ. So before we talk about strategies, ideas, programs, efforts, it's really important to say, and this is what we need to ground ourselves in, is that we are the body of Christ. And first and foremost, our focus is to be on people, not programs. Our focus is to be on people and not programs. Because 
All that we do is in response to what he has done. If Jesus returns tomorrow, what matters is the state of a person's heart. If we ever go chasing after this or that and forget what it's all about, then we lose the substance of what faith is actually about. Our faith is the fact that Jesus has come and he has taken his place on the cross. He has died for us. He has forgiven us. He has made a way. He has saved us. He has risen from the dead. He has given us his spirit. And now we can live in full freedom and joy for what he is calling us to. It is about the people, the gathered people. And so when we talk about the programs and what we're going to do and sort of thoughts about moving forward, it is always in that context of the gospel of grace. It's about people. So then in that context in mind, first thing we want to do is just take a step back. If we are to think about church, and if everyone was to do this, if we are to think about the areas that you would expect to see in the life of a church, the ministries, and this is broad, broad painting here, not specifics. Let's just talk about broad areas. If we were to think about areas in the life of the church, let's step back and look. What would we expect to see happening and functioning in a church? As Wayne said, there are many things that are working well. Those are the coloured in puzzle pieces. We do kids and youth really well. Um, some churches don't have young people as part of their body. We do that really well. We do pastoral care well. We do worship well, in fact, I think our whole services in the morning, we do well. Wayne mentioned the prayer ministry is an amazing function and another area, another puzzle piece in the life of the church. We do morning tea really well. <laughs> Some churches don't have morning tea, but as a family, as wanting to be together, wanting to have that genuine relationships, we do morning tea because that forms a function. And there are many other areas, puzzle pieces in the life of the church, just standing back, looking at the church, areas that we do well. But if we look at the picture, there are some uncolored pieces. There are some shapes and we actually know what those shapes are. We can see the shape of the outline. And if we're honest, there are some areas that need to be strengthened. What about outreach? That's a puzzle piece that is uncolored. What about leadership development? We've got some amazing young people coming up. What are we doing about pouring into them to see them grow? Newcomers, what system do we have in place? If 20 people walked into our church tomorrow, what system would we have in place to incorporate them into the life of the church? What about impacting our community? And we want to get back to that sense of actually going out and making a difference. And here's the thing, it's not that we don't want these things, in talking to people, there is a hunger. 
there is a desire and there is a passion to effectively reaching the lost. So how do we fill in these pieces? Do we add more? Do we do more? Do we copy other churches? Do we put the guilt trip on you? Make you do it? No. We want to invest in the body. We want to invest into people. As people realise their gifts, as people see their unique part to play, as people see what puzzle piece has been designed for them, then these areas become strengthened. And that's what we've seen in the last few months. As people have had a desire to use their natural gifts or their spiritual gifts, they've put their hand up and they've volunteered and ministry areas have have sprung about. And so that is the church that we want to be, a fully functioning church with all of the areas of church life functioning well and being well managed. So 2019 is a year of building in the missing pieces, building in to build a strong foundation in order that we might grow. If you think about a skyscraper, so many months and sometimes years go into the concrete, into the ground, go into building a foundation, and then quickly the skyscraper goes up in comparison because there is a strong foundation. And so this really fits in with a prophetic word that was actually spoken over this church. Uh, Reb Madsen came uh, not that long ago and she, she spoke a word and she said that the church is being called to um, extend our tent. So there is a call to grow, but she, said, but she said in order to do that, we actually have to strengthen our ropes first. In order for the, the tent to expand, in order for our church to grow, we actually need to strengthen our ropes to hold the tent up. So we believe that we need to work on some areas with intent. So that's looking broadly at the church, long, long brushstrokes. So let's now look at one particular puzzle piece, one particular area, and it's the area I think that we've heard the loudest in terms of how do we actually do the Great Commission? How do we actually reach those who need to know Jesus? What is that one puzzle piece look like? First of all, I want to just talk about how is the church going in Australia? I was at a conference not that long ago uh, and there was this guy who was really into statistics and he shed some light on some really interesting facts. And basically across Australia, the church is in decline. Uh, that the number of new people coming in doesn't match those who are either leaving the church or dying of old age. And so the numbers in Australia, the church is in decline. Every denomination, apart from the Pentecostal movement, is not keeping up with new people coming to faith uh, to grow the church. And so something is amiss. Something is not working. We do need to draw people to Christ. 
See, the mission is still the same. The mission is not changing. The Great Commission, go into the world, make disciples. We need to attract people to Jesus. But how that is happening is what we're suggesting perhaps need to change because the model that is currently across the board is that churches hold services and would hope that people come. And that's how we're looking to attract people to Christ. Now, if we look at the local culture of Australia, I think we'd be honest to say not many people would wake up on a Sunday morning and go, I think I'm going to go to church today. (laughs) I think I'm going to be attracted in. That might have been an old model that worked, uh, particularly as a society was more of a a Christian society in general. But if we look at the the trends of the world that we're living in, uh, the increase of um, uh, people's own opinions, of social media, of uh, the, uh, Richard talked about the abuse that's gone on. Our society actually is starting to actually have a negative look at Christianity and at the church and looks down on it. So society in general is not necessarily just going to rock up one day and come to church. So how do we attract people to Christ? How do we do it? Go. Go, 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 go make disciples, spread out, be sent. As we come to this church in the morning, as we lift our hands in praise to the one that has saved us, as we are edified, as we are built up, as the joy fills our our hearts, we then take that sense of passion and joy and freedom and we go and we impact the people that we uh, naturally are in contact with. So the first thing that we want to suggest is to go. Go and be salt and light. Go and live out your faith. Go and live an attractive life that people see a difference in you. And they say, wow, there's something about that person. Be open for business heard that phrase before. Last week I shared about uh, a jar and how the love of God is poured into our hearts and it overflows and that overflow of love allows us to then love others with that with God's love. Here's my question. How can that love flow out of us unless we're in proximity to people who actually need the love of God? And so the first step is for us as his body to actually make real uh, investment into our regular social interactions. Your neighbour, people in your sports team, kids, friends, parents in school, in the schoolyard pickup, your bridge club, I don't know, whatever you do, um, <laughs> your work friends, okay, your, your everyday life. You are coming in contact with people who need the love of Jesus. And so this first ring on the outside should be easy. It should be normal. It should be natural. We've got something else there called interest groups. And you think, well, what is an interest group? 
probably come, need to come up with a better name for that. But there are people, for example, who go bike riding together. There are people who, um, from different churches, and there'll be people there who are unchristian, but that's an interest group that they regularly do. And it's an, it's, it, it interests them. It's interesting. Um, I know there's someone here who's riding to board games and has set up a group for people to come and play board games. It's an interest. I know someone who has, is into a walking club. What are your interests? What are the things that you're into that are natural and easy for you to form a group around in which you can, first of all, establish and build close connections with? So that's the outer rim. The second is where the organised church joins in. We create halfway houses, the next step inwards. Not necessarily into the full church, but into an aspect where people can meet other people from the life of the church. So, for example, the riding group can invite a friend to the men's bowling night and say, hey, there's some guys from our church who are hanging out and doing some bowling. So not only does a bowling night now become something that's fun and to try and beat me, but it's also actually got a purpose to it. Something that is a halfway house, something that is a next step in that we can be inviting people to. Um, Or it might be that um, you're talking to a friend um, from school and you know they're thinking about their children and hey we've got this parenting course at our church why don't you come and it's another step in and what I want to say is when people come and when they meet people from the genuine community there is an attractiveness to that people long for genuine community it's the way we're made we, when people see it They go, I want that. I want to be part of that. And so as a church, as we um, meet here in the middle, we are forming genuine relationships. We are being real. We are building on that culture of family and relationships and, and being genuine and authentic. And we're actually outworking the mission within that culture. And then finally, the next thing is as we do that we are thinking what is the next step so you might have a person in mind a neighbor a work colleague someone you travel to work with on the bus uh, a family member and you're 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 thinking what is the next step for that person is it that uh, they are invited to an interest group is it that um, I just have coffee with them regularly and then as that relationship builds, what is, what is my next step for that person? What am I inviting them to? And so uh, you're about to get a survey uh, in a minute. And as part of that, there's going to be a calendar that is um, uh, given out. And on the calendar, you will see that there are some things that are put in place. For example... Uh, Wayne talked about the, the, the fun day that we're going to be having out on the Oval. 
Now, we have fun because it's nice to have fun. But there is a purpose behind it as well. It is something that people can be invited to. We are having men's and women's events. Those are fun, but there's a purpose behind it. There are courses that we're running, the marriage course and parenting courses. They, they are interesting and they're part of growing us, but there's a purpose behind it. And so there are things in place that are there not just for filling out dates, but there is a purpose behind all of these things. And those purposes fit into those puzzle pieces. And look, they may change. There is flexibility in uh, the year ahead as we discern what is actually working, what the, the Lord is actually calling us to, and as people develop their gifts and, and discover their part to play, it might be that there's actually something that we haven't even thought of that actually fits in. So finally, on that note, we have a desire that everyone finds their sweet spot. As I said at the start, this is about people all having a part to play. I want to read to you from Romans 12. It's the body analogy, and I'm going to read from the message. In this way, we are like the body, various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of this body. But as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, we can't amount to much, would we? So, since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed, marvellous functioning parts in Christ's body, let's go ahead and be what we are made to be. Let's be what we are made to be. And so I see people who are part of this body being fully engaged, fully passionate, seeing their part to play. Some examples of this. Uh, Sim with his coffee machine saw a need, had a passion, and saw his puzzle piece come into play. Carol with the prayer ministry and her passion for prayer was a puzzle piece that came into play by, uh, by exercising her gift and her passion. Willie, with her How to Grow People course, was a, a desire that she had. Marion with her, her joy group. And there are many others. As we discover our gifts, as we discover our passions, we see where we fit in the life of the body. And so... As we all find our sweet spot, we can see the pieces of the puzzle coloured in to be the fully functioning, healthy church that we believe God is calling us to be. I'm going to hand back over to Dan. Thank you, Sam. It's a good picture, a coloured in body and a part to play. So we're going to uh, spend a little bit of time now just to gather that feedback that I mentioned. I just wanted to re reiterate that this year is all about equipping and resourcing the church before we go and add more programs and rosters to your busy schedules. Um, but the programs do go in hand with what we're trying to achieve here. And 
This is uh, now time, I guess, to hand out a flyer. Have you got that ready? So the team are going to just take this out and you can all take one. And while we do that, here's some questions to reflect and, and consider as you, you prepare your thoughts. So firstly, it's a vision, it's a simple vision. It's a straightforward thing to operate as a body. Um, was this easy and clear to understand? We're looking for your feedback. How could we sharpen this and improve it? Do you feel it's an accurate reflection of who we are and who we want to be, who we want to be becoming? And probably really importantly is, do you see yourself as a part of this? And as a leadership team, we really want to equip the body. Um, we're not here to lord over anyone, but to enable and support some activities that you might feel you can bring to the table. So as Sam said, there are things happening already which are fantastic. How are you going to be involved in those or how uh, could you, well, do you see a need that you want to feel in this place to actually help us connect to the community? So there's some um, questions on this sheet to just to fill in in terms of feedback for us so we can gather that and sharpen the picture, but also some uh, vehicles there for you to actually think about how you might want to contribute. All good? Yeah. And particularly think about uh, those interest groups um, as, as you're filling out the survey. Just think, hey, as we're being sent out and as, as we're, we're painting that picture of strategy, like, what, what things am I interested in that the church could actually take, take a hold of and actually, actually use as well? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to probably take five, maybe ten minutes to do this. Well, thank you, everyone, for your participation in this morning. Um, seeing people still writing and scrolling is, is a great uh, hope because that sort of shows that people are really invested and, and wanting to, to share. And, and that's the hope of the leadership team is that, as Dan said, this is not a top-down model, but we want to be uh, the church body. We want to hear, hear back from people. Um, the the Calendar and the sort of strategy on a page, you can take that home. Uh, that's yours to take home. Uh, if you want to place your survey uh, with Dave as you leave, if you need more time though, feel free to take it um, and bring it back at another time. You might want to staple another page on it or something <laughs> with all the things that you want to say. Uh, that's okay, but if you've finished today, um, give that to Dave and we will be... Um, yeah, collating this and, and praying over it and thinking about it as well uh, in the coming months. Um, but I just want to say, as we go from here, just an example of uh, people's passion and people putting into the life of the church. I made a phone call this week to the morning tea team and I said, hey, we're going to have Puzzle Man up on the screen talking about wanting to be fully functioning church. And... Uh, in your morning tea, you're going to be seeing some little men this morning. And my prayer and my hope is that as you have morning tea, and if you have one of these biscuits, you'll be thinking about what was shared this morning. And we wouldn't just leave this place and just go on our merry way, but we'd continue the conversations with one another. We'd actually be talking about what's exciting you. What, what, are, you, what are your hopes and dreams? What, 
do you feel your part is to play in the body of the church here at the Hills Christian Family Centre? So as you go, um, we pray that your day be blessed. We're going to finish the the meeting now. I'm just going to pray in a sec. But as you go, continue the conversations, continue to think, and uh, we'd love to hear more of your feedback. And as you have a biscuit, share with one another what you're excited about. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your church. We thank you that you have called us out and that you have set us apart. We thank you that we are part of your amazing body and that we all have a part to play. Lord, I just pray that as we go from this place that we would be encouraged, that we'd be built up, that we'd be equipped to take the good news of the gospel out to those who need it most. And Lord, that we wouldn't uh, shy away from sharing that faith with others and be part of the strategy in reaching those uh, who you are calling to be part of your church. And so Lord, as we long to extend our tent and to grow, we pray that we be strengthened in your love, strengthened in the gospel, strengthened by our love for one another and our relationships with each other. And Lord, as we go from here, continue to speak to us, encourage us, and give us discernment and wisdom as we long to be a fully functioning, healthy church. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.